Hey, hey, everybody. Thanks for clicking on the D2 Women's Basketball Podcast. I'm JP, and I'm your host, and this week I'm going to go through my season preview. I'll talk about some of the teams and players I expect to make a mark this season. After going through the teams I will be paying attention to at the beginning of this year, I will finish with my preseason top 10. Don't worry if your favorite team isn't mentioned. It's a long season, and as new top teams emerge, I will for sure be bringing them up on the podcast. Okay, I'm going to start with last season's national champ, Glenville State. I have already discussed the amazing season they had last year on previous podcasts, so I will leave that alone for today and talk about what I think they will do this season. Glenville has been hit hard by transfers, losing nine players, including Zakiah Winfield and Rashana Stone. That's the bad news. The good news is Coach Kim Stevens returns along with her system that is shown to be very effective. I can't believe they will be as good as last year, but I'm willing to bet they will be a competitive team that wins a lot of games. Last season's runner-up, Western Washington, looks like a top team for the upcoming season. They returned four out of five starters. The player they lost was first-team all-conference player Emma Duff, so that is not insignificant. They did, however, return post player Brooke Walling, who really played great in last season's NCAA tournament and was a big reason for how far this team went. In addition to Walling, they return Avery Dykstra, GNAC Defensive Player of the Year, and Riley Dykstra, Freshman of the Year. Also returning will be Molly Olson, Honorable Mention All-Conference. The Vikings have also added Lone Star Conference Defensive Player of the Year, Steph Peterson, as a transfer. Fort Hayes State looks like a contender to me, just like they do every year. Fort Hayes returns leading scorer and second team All-MIAA player Katie Wagner and honorable mention All-MIAA post player Olivia Hollenbeck on a team that won 30 games last year. The Tigers also have added D1 transfers guards Whitney Brown from Nebraska, Sasha, Sasha Koenig from Bradley, they also added 6-2 post player Mallory Common from Butler. Fort Hayes also leads the nation in attendance for D2 women's basketball, and I know from experience that their home arena is a great home court advantage and puts most D1 schools to shame. Another team to look at as a possible contender for the national championship is Grand Valley State. This team won 31 games last year and made it to the Final Four be before being knocked out by eventual champ Glenville. This team returns almost everyone from last year's team, including first-team all-conference Ellie Droste and Emily Spitzley. They also returned first-team all-defensive player Riley Bisbale, who was injured in the NCAA tournament and wasn't available for the Glenville game. Had she been there with her 6-2 size, that game might have been much different than what happened. Grand Valley State coach Mike Williams was named Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference Coach of the Year. You can be sure Coach Williams will have this team ready to contend this upcoming season. In the Great Lakes Valley Conference, Drury University should again be in the hunt. Although they have lost All-American Paige Robinson and third-team All-Conference Peyton Richards, they return first-team All-Conference player Alana Findlay, second-team All-Conference Kaylee Dimmitz, and third-team performer Tarion Moore. The Panthers have also added D1 transfer Caitlin Daniels from UAB. 
Drury will again be a favorite to win the GLVC. Cal State San Marcos is another team I think will have a good season. They have not yet posted their roster for the 22-23, so I don't know all the details, but they look like they have a lot returning, except leading scorer, Akela Haxon. They have picked up Chico State's leading scorer, Charity Gallegos, from the transfer portal. In the past 10 years, Ashland University has won the national championship twice. They have also been runner-up twice. This program is a constant powerhouse, and the upcoming season should be no different. Last season, they spent part of the year ranked number one until they were knocked out of the NCAA tournament in the regional rounds. This season, they have reloaded with two D1 transfers from Bowling Green, Zoe Miller, and Molly Deaver. Another team I think could make some noise this year is Point Loma out, of the, out west in the Pac West Conference. They have a new coach and three transfer players, one of which is Katie Scott, who played for Grand Canyon U and Oral Roberts. She did, both, did well at both of those stops, so I see no reason she shouldn't be a dominant player at the D2 level. Union University from the Gulf Coast Conference will be a contender. Last year, they won 28 games and spent time as the number one ranked team in the country. They lose top scorer Jalencia Williams and two other starters in Ashton Baker and Emily Beard, but they have brought in top-level player Lauren West from Fort Hayes, a player with a huge upside in Allie Winnen from Texas A&M International, and 6'6 D1 transfer Naomi Van Ness, who spent four years at the University of North Carolina and one year at Mercer. <clears throat> West Texas A&M should win the Lone Star Conference with their roster from last year coming back mostly intact. They lost post player Olivia Lewis, but have recruited true two transfer post players who are both 6'2 or over to take her place. They also returned Carly Matzenbacher and Zamari Roberts as guards who were both very good. If that wasn't enough, they also got two-time sixth man award winner Braylon Dollar back to the team after she spent a year playing at the D1 level. Other teams in the Lone Star Conference that might make some noise are UT Tyler and Angelo State. Both of these teams returned most of their teams from last year's solid seasons. I spoke about Fort Hayes earlier, but they weren't even picked to win their conference. The team the MIAA coaches are picking to win the Missouri picking to win is Missouri Southern. Last year, the Lions won 24 games, but lost in the first round of the NCAA regional to St. Cloud State. They returned Lacey Stokes, who scored 612 points last season. They also returned three out of the, their four other starters. Missouri Southern added guard Crislin Jones from Texas A&M Kingsville, who led that team in scoring last season. The Lions are looking like a team that could make a deep run in this year's tournament. <clears throat> also from the state of the Missouri, I'm sorry, also from the state of Missouri, it looks like Missouri Western could make some noise. This team shocked Fort Hayes last season and put themselves in the Elite Eight. This season and next, Missouri Western will be hosting the Elite Eight, so if they can get back there, they'll have home court advantage. It looks like they are trying to do just that. They lost leading scorer Corbin Cunningham and guard Jalen Haggard, but they have added Jamie Jackson from Pittsburgh State 
and D1 transferred Johnny Gonzalez from UC Santa Barbara. In the RMAC, it looks to me like Colorado School of Mines has the best chance to do something this year. They have solid returners, Ashley Stefik and Sammy Van Sickle. They lost their top player, Denali Pinto, but have, been, have picked up D1 transfer Ashley Van Sickle, who is Sammy's sister to fill that void. Last year, North Georgia finished the season ranked number four in the country. They're losing star post player Julianne Sutton to graduation. They also lose a couple of other starters, but they have brought in three D1 transfers to fill those losses. So they should have solid talent to have another strong season. Some other teams from last year that had great season, but this year look to be rebuilding are Valdosta State, Pace University, Cal State East Bay, St. Cloud State, Walsh University, Azusa Pacific, Lander, and Damon. These teams all lost some top talent and will need someone new to step up in, to, in order to achieve the kind of success they had this past season. <clears throat> I guess it's now time for me to give my top 10. Now, Wayne Cavati from the NCAA site and the D2 Nation podcast has already put out his top 10 list. Now, I did mine prior to seeing his, but it is interesting to see how similar our picks are. And that makes me feel good because I have a lot of respect for what Wayne's been doing, and I love to listen to him. If he was to do a D2 Women's Basketball podcast, I'd probably listen to that every week instead of doing my own. There are some differences in our picks, so here it goes. <laughs> Excuse me. At number 10, I have Point Loma. This is my only team in the top 10 who didn't make last year's NCAA tournament. They have a new coach and a lot of new high-quality players. I also think they have a schedule that I think should allow them to be successful and win a lot of games. I'm looking for Point Loma to put themselves on the map this year. At number 9, I have Cal State San Marcos. They return a lot from last year and also have a schedule that should allow for a lot of wins. Number eight is Missouri Southern. This team is loaded and will contend for a national championship. I mean, maybe at low on them at number eight, but their region has a lot of tough teams and it only takes one loss at the wrong time to end a season. Coming in at number seven is West Texas A&M. Adding two quality big players to go with their experienced guards puts them pretty close to a lock to win the Southwest region, advancing them to the Elite Eight for a second year in a row. Can they get past that Elite Eight round is the question, and we'll be watching to see. Drury is number six. I was a little disappointed in how they finished last year as I thought they were better than they showed. I can't, can't knock them for losing to Grand Valley State, so... I guess they just had the tough luck of being in a region with another top-level team. That doesn't change for this upcoming season, so good luck to the Panthers. I have three teams from the Midwest region in my top six, so obviously I will be wrong on two of them since only one of those teams will make the Elite Eight. At number five, I have Fort Hayes. Their team is very young, but also very talented. If they can get out of the region that also has Missouri Southern and Missouri Western, the Tigers should have a shot at winning it all. Union is number four, and I think they are clearly the top pick for the South region. 
Their roster has a lot of talent, and I don't see anybody in their region stopping them from winning it. Ashland University is my pick for the third best team in the country. They have solid returners, transfer players who should make an immediate positive impact, and they have a winning tradition and coaches who know how to win it all. The main obstacle will be that their region is going to be the most difficult to win. Western Washington was last year's runner-up, and that is where I have them finishing this season as well. I think they have a very strong team, and I think they look to be clearly the best in the West region as well. <clears throat> Once you get to the Elite Eight, things will obviously take a step up in pressure and difficulty, so we will have to see how they respond, but their players and coaches have coaches have handled it well in this past season, so I think, think that experience will give them an edge in the Elite Eight. <laughs> My preseason number one team is Grand Valley State, which coincidentally is Wayne Cavati and the WBCA coaches poll number one as well. They were knocked out of the tournament last year just like everybody else by Glenville State. This team returns a roster that is mostly intact and will have a key player back that they lost in the tournament due to injury. They have the players and the coaches are experienced and the team made a deep run last year to get them used to what needs to happen to win it all. Grand Valley State is my pick to be the national champion this year. So there you have it. My picks for the upcoming season. I'm sure new, t new teams will pop up that I never expected to make a splash and maybe some of the teams I picked will not live up to what I see for them. It's why we play the games and what makes it so much fun. A couple banked in threes or a key player getting in foul trouble can turn the tide of a game and possibly a season. I never like to talk about injuries, but they're part of the game and key players go going down can also alter a team's fortune. I will keep an eye on the rankings and the conference standings to keep myself and you informed. Let me know what you think. Who's your preseason favorite? Is there a team I missed that you think will win it all this upcoming season? Any commentary is welcome. I hope I can get people talking about D2 women's basketball, and I'm sure not everybody agrees with my ramblings. We will have some D2 on two, D2 games in tip-off tournaments this upcoming week. I will be watching a lot of games, so look forward to me droning on about which teams I think look the best. In the meantime, please have a good week and cheer on your favorite teams. JP signing off.